Hello, my name is Robert Mitten and welcome to this risk management podcast lesson for cybersecurity. Cyber threats are constantly evolving, so an adaptive approach to cybersecurity where you regularly review your risks and whether your current measures are appropriate is the most effective way to protect your organization. A risk-based approach means the cybersecurity measures you implement are based on your organization's unique risk profile. So you won't waste time, effort or expense addressing unlikely or relevant threats. Cyber risk management is a process of identifying, analyzing, evaluating and addressing your organization's cyber risks. The first part of any cyber risk management program is a cyber risk assessment. This is where a document that gives you a snapshot of the threats that might compromise your organization's cybersecurity and how severe they are. Now, based on your organization's risk appetite, your cyber risk management program then determines how to prioritize and respond to those risks. Although specific methodologies vary, a risk management program typically follows the steps that I'm going to talk to you about right now. Step one, identify the risks that might compromise your cybersecurity. This usually involves identifying cybersecurity vulnerabilities in your system and the threats that might exploit them. Now, remember we've learned about this earlier on, the differences between what threats and vulnerabilities are. Threats are being something like malware, spyware, ransomware, or email phishing. You know, the threat is the thing that's going to take the data or disrupt the system. The vulnerabilities are the weaknesses in your systems. These are the things you've got to look out for, you know, a security breach could be caused by a vulnerability, a weakness, maybe a weakness in your password security checks or a weakness in a system uh, or a process in your organization which led to a hacker gaining entry. The vulnerability could be um, the lack of training on your staff. They, you know, they don't know how, um, what a phishing link might look like or how to report something. That's a vulnerability in itself. And the most common vulnerability to which um, the threat could then be implemented into your organization's systems. Step two would then be to analyze the severity of each risk and assessing how likely it is to occur and how significant the impact might be if it actually does. Leading into step three, this is where you evaluate how each risk fits with your risk appetite, you know, your predetermined level of acceptable risk. And I think at this point, it's important to understand, um, you know, the risks and the vulnerabilities might not just happen in the workplace. We live in a world where we are all working from home a lot more right now. So the vulnerabilities could lie in the home setting. So you may have to look at your vulnerabilities and risk man management for those other particular areas. Step four is then to prioritize the risks. Now, this is where your document will come in handy. You know, a risk register usually asks you, first of all, to list all the different threats and potential risks, and then you rank them low, medium, high. 
Most risk registers do have some sort of color coordinated system where lows are marked green, medium, orange, and high are red. You know, this is a very simple process for you and any management within your organization to then follow and go about on those risks. Step five, you then need to decide how you would respond to each risk should it happen. Um, there are generally four different options to this. Option one, treat. This is where you modify the likelihood and or the impact of the risk, typically by implementing security controls. A security call control could be, you know, rather than just typing in a password to gain access to a system, does somebody now have to swipe a card or is there a biometric scan, for example? You're improving the security. Option B, tolerate. Make an active decision to retain the risk, e.g. because it falls within the established risk assessment criteria. The retainment of the risk, this is interesting. It, I think this really ranks on whether it's a medium, low or high risk. How would you tolerate the risk? Um, is it a budget that you have to tolerate with? I mean, really, this is something that you would then speak to your line manager on if you had to sort of go down that particular route. Option three or C is terminate. Avoid the risk entirely by ending or completely changing the activity causing the risk. The activity, I mean, it could be someone now working at home off their own laptop, you know, it's not secure. Um, so terminating the risk could be you just simply, or the organization, giving employees their own laptops to work from. Because those laptops can only be worked in their own time. Whereas if the people, your employees are using their their, their own ones, you know, these are laptops that they generally take on holiday with them and everywhere else. So that's something to consider. Or option four or D, transfer. Share the risk with another party, usually by outsourcing or taking out insurance. I mean, for example, if you're not in a situation to give own laptops, maybe it's just a greater insurance. Having cyber security insurance within your business insurance in case there has been any data leaks or breaches um, that may happen. Outsourcing, maybe you just simply take on a cybersecurity professional uh, to do a whole risk assessment themselves. Some people also use ethical hackers to hack into their own company systems to see how quick it is. And for the ethical hacker to then do a report back to the organization to tell them exactly how they managed to get in and compromise the files, data, whatever. Um, it's often a good tool for an organization to do um, because the ethical hacker will report back to them and say how it happened and what they could do to mitigate it, you know, to stop it from happening in the future. Risk management, though, in general, is important. Risk management is a key requirement for many information security standards and frameworks, as well as laws such as GDPR, General Data Protection Regulation for the EU and for the UK, even after we've left the European Union, and also in the UK, our data, uh, our data protection um, legislation, uh, which covers the bits that GDPR doesn't. So remember that GDPR in the UK didn't replace the data protection uh, law. 
it uh, the law for data protection is still there and it was updated in 2018 uh, the idea of the data protection law is that because gdpr blanketly covers the whole of europe um, each country still has its own um, law that covers the bits that the blanket cover of gdpr doesn't also uh, nis regulations that's a network and information systems regulations of 2018 and also something uh, that we're going to be covering later on in the course, um, the, IS, the ISO 27001 standards and frameworks. Um, again, we're going to be learning that more on the course. But when you are looking at risk management, the ISO courses of families frameworks of security setting and understanding are essential to be put together when you're doing and managing your own cybersecurity risk management systems. So risk management in cybersecurity, to sum it up, it's the same as any risk management process that you're going to do. You have risk management in organizations already. The risk management of a new project, you know, risk could be it go over budget, under budget, we lose staff, we lose the confidence. Cybersecurity risk management is about understanding the vulnerabilities and the threats that could be then used from those vulnerabilities. So it would have its own risk register uh, and planning. You know, this is essential, especially when we are embracing technology more, not just as individuals, but as organizations as well. And as I continuously point out throughout this course, that people are working from home, not just working from home, but working on the go. You know, having access to unsecured Wi-Fi's, using VPNs, these are all things that you need to be considering within your risk management profiles. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast lesson. Um, we hope it helps you understand uh, more on those steps to risk management and how it can be used in your workplace.